Hi, this is Spencer Dorowitz, former forward for the Dundee Stars, and you're listening to A View from Section C. A View from Section C is sponsored by Don Michel Italian Restaurant, Perth Road, Dundee. Hello and welcome along to episode 57 of the Don Michelle sponsored A View From Section C. Senior has a new A View From Section C t-shirt on. He's all excited. He's all excited for this. Got a new one on. Made made, made by a new provider. uh, New provider? My wife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. New merch is going to be available. Yeah. How have you been? I've been good. I'm on holiday this week. Look at you. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a day off yesterday, to be fair. We had we had Spencer for the weekend. Um and I knew I was gonna need a break on the Monday to recover for it. Um two fifers in the house is a lot. Yeah, well that's what happens, eh? What what um, can you say? Yeah, I've done I had high hopes of doing loads of things and I've done feck all. Good. I've cut good. I've cut the grass. That's all I've done. I've cut the grass and it's rained ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and since since the last episode, you've you've done fuck all. Um I've I've grew the mustache back after our uh, interview with AJ McLean. You know, I, I I went back, Paul McLean, that mustache, standing on that sense bench, it just it just got us again. I thought mustache is coming back, senior. Yeah, so okay, whatever. So we wow. do have a special guest again this week. Um we a lot of people a lot of people were guessing Corey Drover um when we put the Corey Rhodes gif up. Um, right. Now it, it it was to do with the gif for everyone. Um yeah. for me, like for me, it just kind of happened to be that you know, American. Um this guy was a nightmare when he played against us, and he was a nightmare when he played for us against other teams. Yeah. But it was the let's go of the gif yeah, that I'm surprised. we were trying to promote for this person. I'm surprised nobody got it or nobody's guessed it. They've maybe no. maybe they've guessed it and they've not said anything, but I've not seen anything. But yeah, it's always been there. Let's go. The the let's go. That that was it. And and we had to put that gif out. That was the hashtag for the show. That's why the show is titled Let's Go. Um our special guest this week is none other. Than the man himself, Vinny Scarcella. How's it going? Hey, We're Vinny, how are you doing? Doing well, just enjoying a uh, beautiful sunny day in uh, Buffalo, New York, so no complaints here. <laughs> well, Senior's just been complaining that it's absolutely pissing down um, around his <laughs> area. I yeah. don't have it yet. Uh, we're dry in our broth, but yeah, it's pissing down beside him. <laughs> well, at least, he, uh, at least he got that grass cut, so that's huge. That's it. That's it. That's the main thing. Important things, you know? Yep. The let's go. It is let's go, Vinny Scarcella. Um, We still do it. To this day, we still do it it round the rink. Um, (laughs) That was the celebration all the time. Um, But yeah, a lot of people guessed Corey drove her and I was just like, no. American Nightmare himself. (laughs) Finish Garcella, because <laughs> um, he was a nightmare for teams, especially after that <laughs> year that 
we will touch on, but not too much, when he played for that small team down south of the border. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. time. We don't need to touch on that one too much, right? Nah. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll get straight into it. Um, obviously, we, we always have a player on. We discuss the career and stuff. Um, so, Vinny, you obviously started um, in the NCAA um, with Canisius College. I have been practicing that all day to make sure <laughs> I did not fuck it up. Um, it was a, You had a slight fuck up. It's Canisius. Oh, well, I was close enough. Close enough. It's close enough. Yeah, uh, I've heard way worse, so that's that's totally fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, playing it, playing that in the NCAA. Um, obviously, you can see behind me, massive Ottawa fan. Uh, played with a former <laughs> Saints player in Corey Conacher. Uh, what was the level like playing in the NCAA? You know, in comparison to kind of the other levels that you've played at. Yeah, it's uh. College is, it's funny, right? It's, um, guys are, you're, every week you're kind of playing for a spot. Um, so guys are just going a thousand miles an hour. It's a lot different than, uh, the pro atmosphere, I would say, just because it's a little bit more controlled game in, in pro hockey. Whereas with, uh, college, it's a lot more dump and chase, go hit somebody, get the puck. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a high tempo game um and really like i said every week you're kind of uh playing for a spot just because you're on the first line um you know if you have a bad weekend um you know you could be third fourth line uh come yeah. come the next week so it's uh it's a high tempo game a lot of skill involved but you know like i said too it's just a lot of dumping and chasing and going a thousand miles an hour and just hitting anyone that uh, has the puck basically yeah as we say we'll, we'll we'll all be used to that dump and chase with uh with Omar as a as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it wasn't it wasn't uh, my forte with uh, with Mark, but uh, yeah, whatever the coach wants, I'll I'll try and do. But I, I preferred uh, kind of controlling the puck a little bit. Yeah, um, obviously we we've we've had guys on the show before that have kind of spoke about obviously playing in the CIS, NCAA, and trying to make that step up and stuff. And obviously you kind of. Right at the end of the college, you, you played up in the ECHL with, with Elmira. Just how difficult was that jump for yourself? Um, or did you feel it was quite a smooth transition? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was difficult to an extent. Obviously, it's it's tough anytime that you're going to a brand new team with totally different faces and just trying to kind of fit in uh, in the locker room. Um, but like the biggest thing for me was I was wearing a cage all my life up until, uh, you know, I got to Elmira. And then when you put the visor on, it's a little bit different of a game. Um, worrying about your face a little bit sometimes, but, um, yeah, it was, it was tough, uh, at the start just because like I was saying a little bit before the game is so different from uh, pro as opposed to, to college. So trying to get the systems right and just doing the little things, especially just kind of getting there. You didn't really want to, uh, make a mistake, or yeah. do anything out of uh, the realm of what you think you should be doing. Um, so it took me a couple games to kind of get used to it and especially get used to uh, the guys and stuff just because I like to be a locker room guy, have fun in the room, and it's it's kind of tough when uh, you're you're there alone and can't really be yourself. Yeah. Um, so I would say after the first week at Elmira, um, got used to the guys, got used to the systems, and, you know, it was – towards the end of the year, so only played eight games, but uh, it was definitely a, a good stepping stone just to kind of get used to uh, pro hockey and how to 
take care of yourself uh, day in and day out. Do you mind much of your teammates at Elmira, Vinny? Because there was an ex-Dundee guy there, Brennan Turner. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if he was there. That that I know that Elmira team. They had uh, their roster at one point it was up to like seventy five guys just from getting released <laughs> and traded wow. and such. Um, so I kind of came in there at the end. Um, and to be quite honest, I really don't remember much of the uh, the guys' names and such, just because I was there for you know call it three weeks or so, and then uh, kind of got sent on the way once the once the season was done. Yeah. Yeah, Turner. He was a he was a tough he was a tough customer though. He was a big guy. Yeah. When when he played at Dundee, he was a big guy, big D man. Um, I just sometimes thought we we Brennan was although he was a big tough guy, he was sometimes quite soft. You know. From, yeah. He, he wasn't for from guys that you've played with. He wasn't a Sescon type of player. You know. Yeah. He was, well, hey, Sasuke soft in the room, so don't don't let us uh, exterior yeah. scare you. <laughs> So yeah. what we're saying is he was more of a, a Cam McGiffin, right? Oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. What a big softy. <laughs> yes, yes. Cam, he uh, he also was uh, my go-to haircut guy. So he's, oh, yeah. uh, he's, he's still unreal. Mine. Still yeah, mine. he's unreal. Um, I've, I've he got an appointment with well. next week. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Tell him I said hi, and I wish uh, he could still be my, my guy for haircuts. But unfortunately, it's too, uh, too far a travel for me then. <laughs> But, but yeah, so obviously after that, you then made the move into Europe, uh, went to play in Germany 3 and then the Hockey Tan in, in Sweden. How was it for you? Obviously, you know, you've discussed that kind of three three weeks or so with Elmira, but then completely going other side of the world into, into Europe and playing with a couple of teams, Germany and Sweden. How was it for your first kind of full year at pro um, and then staying on and, and kind of trying to build that European game within yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the German um, thing, that kind of came about out of the blue. Uh, my agent called me and just said a team in Germany is looking for a player um, right, right in Berlin. And I've always kind of wanted to travel to Europe and uh, see the culture um, in the different cities there. And uh, that was kind of a no-brainer then for, for me to go there. Yeah, it was nerve-wracking just kind of uh, hopping on the flight and uh, skipping across the pond. Uh, but the guys on the team were, were great guys. Um, all spoke English pretty well. Yeah. Um, could have conversations with them. And I tried to learn German as much as I could, but that language is, uh, is a tough one. Um, <laughs> first practice, I thought the coach was screaming at us. I asked the guy, he's like, no, he's just explaining the drill. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's how, how they are there. But um, that was a fun season. I had a good time. And uh, like you said, then the, the next year went over to Sweden, which kind of the same thing with, with Germany just kind of came up out of the blue. And I always wanted to see Sweden as well. And same thing. The guys on the team, all great guys, um, spoke English actually really, really well. So it was a, uh, a good kind of stepping stone those two years just to kind of get my feet wet in, in pro hockey and really get a year, um, well, two years under my belt then um, with, with Germany and Sweden and really kind of prepares you for preparing the body uh, day in and day out, you know, practicing every day, games, three, four times a week, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so definitely different too just from college in that respect as well with college you're playing friday saturday night and uh, then you're done um yeah. so with this having to play a little bit more of a grueling schedule 
uh, definitely prepares you just for whatever, you know, you need to do off the ice, especially just to uh, keep the body healthy and keep the mind healthy as well. Just when you're going through some spurts of not playing well or not putting up points when, when you feel that you should, it's uh, you kind of got to take a step back sometimes and uh, just refresh the memory and uh, kind of get away from it. How, how did you settle in Sweden, Vinny? We, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember him, Robert Dow that played at Sheffield. We had Robert on the, mm -hmm. on the show and he played in Sweden. And he, I think him and his wife were there. And it was just him, his wife and his dog in the middle of no place. He says he felt like it was like what you're saying, you played your games at the weekend, you trained during the day, but then you were left. And he says, I was. he felt he was really lucky that he had his wife with him. Or he said that had been him. He said he'd have just left because um, I'd noticed on the roster you were the only the only import, I think, when you were there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and to to Dowd's point, I was um, I was in a very small town. It was like Kalinga Ronaby, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, and very small town. They had like one movie theater, one bar, one restaurant, so it was super small. But I was pretty lucky. Just even though I was solo. Um, how they kind of set us up living was kind of comparable to how we were in Dundee. Just everyone was in the same apartment complex and it was really just the team that was in that complex. So yeah. I was around the guys um, really basically for 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, and they were all great guys, except me with open arms. And that definitely helps, especially mm -hmm. going to a new team, being the only import. Um, so it was, uh, you had to find things to do at yeah. Uh, yeah. some parts of the day. But just being around the guys uh, day in and day out definitely helped alleviate any kind of sort of loneliness that uh, you could feel, especially, like I said, just being being the only import. But it was tough at times, but um, it was it was a fun, you know, I was there for seven, eight months, whatever it may be. It was a, a fun seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, and then the decision came to move, to go back to the US and the ECHL. So obviously couple of seasons there with, with Utah and Stockton. Um, a big stars favourite um, that you played with in Jack McClellan. Possibly the mm -hmm. best karaoke singer Dundee has ever came across. <laughs> without, a, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Sing, singing, <laughs> ma singing Matchbox he's got, Dundee. He's got no good pipes knows. on him, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, there was even some uh, a women's bra thrown at him during that performance of Matchbox 20. Hey, um, it must which... have been a hell of a performance then. <laughs> but uh, what 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 took you back to the US, you know, from, I'll say, you kind of two years established a, a little bit yourself in Europe. What was it that took you back home? Yeah, I think for me anyways, just playing those eight games in Elmira, I kind of always wanted to get back to, uh, to the US uh, and the East Coast uh, Hockey League just to kind of prove to myself that I could play uh, a full year and, and contribute to a team there just because it is a lot different, the the coast as compared to, um, you know, the two years that uh, I was in, um, well, Germany and Sweden. It's a little bit more, uh, obviously the ice is, is smaller and it's a little bit more of a, a hitting game. Um, and, the, you know, you're playing 72 games um, in the coast. But uh, just, like I said, I wanted to kind of prove to myself that I could do it. Um, Fun two years in Utah. Got traded to, to Stockton uh, mid-season, actually, uh, my second year in uh, in Utah, which hurt a little bit. But, uh, you know, uh, Stockton was fun. I had fun um, for those two years. But then, 
you know, as I'm sure you're going to kind of dive into, I, after those two years and grinding through the coast, just wanted to get back to Europe um, and uh, kind of have some fun, have some fun again in Europe, um, prove to myself that I could do it in the coast. And then, yeah. uh, like I said, just wanted to get, get to Europe and um, see what else was out there. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see it at Stockton. Um, I think your netminder was a guy who is an absolute pain in the ass for Dundee fans and he's Every still year. a pain in the ass for Dundee fans. <laughs> Shane Owen. Yeah, actually I so Shane, um, he was I think either gone right before I got there or was added right after I was done in Stockton. Right. But uh I know Shane pretty well, just uh obviously playing against him uh in Fife all those times and uh it always felt a little bit better to to get one by him than the other uh, goaltenders in the league for some reason. Um, but I think we had mutual respect for each other. Obviously, he's an unbelievable um, goaltender, but it always felt, like I said, a little bit uh, better to uh, sneak one sneak one by him. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, as my dad says, he's he's probably the biggest pain in the arse as a Stars <laughs> fan that, that of any Fife player. You know, yeah. We've had a lot of pains in the arse as a Fife players over the years. Um, yeah. But like you say, you, you, you then, obviously, you wanted to kind of come back into Europe again. It, it was with that team down in, you know what, and then even Manchester. It's it's Altenham. It's, it's even Manchester. Even Manchester. Um, <laughs> but obviously, coming over, to, coming over to the UK um, with the Storm, what was, obviously, our old uh, GM and, and coach as well, it was Pash that, that kind of brought you in. What was it that drew you into the UK um, and the elite league. Yeah, that kind of came about randomly as well. Cause I was um, kind of going to sign um, in the coast again. Um, and then um, Posh and my agent reached out that uh, Manchester is uh, getting a team or altering them, whatever you want to call them. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's always kind of a little bit of a hesitancy just because it's a, a new team. You don't really know how the finances are going to be, so it's a risk in, in that respect. Uh, but I did know I wanted to get back to Europe and especially yeah. being able to play in, in Manchester um, just for myself anyways. It seemed like seemed like the right deal. And, um, you know, Posh, I, th I thought, did a great job that first year um, basically being an expansion team and trying to kind of get things under control. Um, but it was a, a fun year. Love Posh. He's a great player, great coach. Um, and like I said, I thought it's, it's definitely tough. I would think anyways, to, uh, have a whole new team in the league and, uh, figure out all the ins and outs of that. Um, but yeah, that was a, a fun year, but then, uh, you know, once I met with Mark, uh, as I'm sure we're going to get into, mm -hmm. um, couldn't really pass up, uh, Dundee just because I, we played them, you know, countless times in, yeah. in Manchester. Love the arena, um, especially that Olympic pads. Nice. Um, <laughs> so it was, but like I said, I, it was a, a great first year in Manchester. I wish we could have uh, done a little bit more anyways for the fans, just because they deserve maybe a little bit of a, a playoff run there. But um, I thought it was a good stepping stone for Manchester and then um, had to, had to get on my way. Yeah. And as you say, you, you did get on your way. You, you, you crossed over to the, the light side, the good side, um, <laughs> up, up over the border into the north, and obviously Mark had managed to. And I think what we actually thought at the time was was a bit of a coup um, for yeah. for Dundee, um, considering the season you'd had in Manchester. 
Um, a lot of Stars fans would have thought at the time, you know, teams like Anottenham, Sheffield, could have quite easily come in, snapped up a guy who was putting up points for fun in one of the smaller teams. Um, so the fact that Mark had managed to get you, we all thought it was a massive signing. So what was it that that Mark did to actually get you to come into Dundee? Yeah, that's a, kind of a funny story. It just so happened that he reached out to me. He was down in Florida and my, uh, my parents lived down in Florida. So we just happened to be in Florida at the same time and figured out he actually is like, I think it was like 15 minutes away from where my parents were living. So we okay. met at a, uh, a restaurant and I honestly don't really remember what uh, he said um, to kind of sway me, but I always, you know, meeting with Mark, I, I got a good vibe from him. And um, especially too, I think like Switzer already resigned, Farina resigned, um, a couple other guys, um, I believe as well, kind of already resigned. So I was just under the assumption that if all these guys who are, you know, kind of big name players are resigning this early, you know, Mark must be doing mm -hmm. something right. The city must be, be, be doing something right as well. Um, and I just wanted to join that. And I still like the, uh, the feel of, of a, I don't know if, if this is the right word, but like kind of a small, smaller franchise team to compete yeah. with the big boys, like you were saying, Sheffield, Nottingham, yeah. Belfast, Cardiff, um, and just kind of wanted just to be the underdog still and, you know, kind of upset those teams that have maybe a little bit of a, a higher payroll than Dundee, Manchester, Fife. Yeah. Um, so was always kind of alert to uh, to go into those those teams instead of kind of the big name teams. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you say, that upsetting the big team. Now, this isn't something that, that I put in the questions to you. And it came to us today was thinking back to the 4-3 overtime win in Belfast. What was your guys' recollect, or what was your recollection, and what was the guys' response to that Michigan goal by Joey Sites? Yeah, that was uh, that, that was still early in the year too. I think Challenge maybe yeah, it was like yeah. yeah, I think it was maybe like maybe our fourth or fifth game of the year, whatever it was. But uh, so all the guys are still kind of getting used to each other, still just kind of feeling each other out. I did not know that Sidesy was going to do that, so I don't know if like um, if you guys watched the. Uh, the replay or the highlights of that, I was shocked that he did that. Yeah. Um, and I, I've never, I've seen it, you know, on TV and such, but to, uh, to see that live was, was something special, especially, I mean, it was very smooth and I was flabbergasted that, uh, he was able to pull yeah. that move off. Cause I know I can't do it. Um, uh, it's a tough move to pull <laughs> off, especially full speed during a game. Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show, you know, how skilled, uh, sides he was. Um, we had a yeah. lot of skill on the team and, um, that was a, fun game i think switzer scored the the ot goal um yeah on a breakaway uh, uh, shorty for so yourself yeah the, yeah 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 thanks to yeah, that, uh, mr that, I, mr fallon taking a penalty in the first two minutes of the game for ruffin yeah he just he likes <laughs> you know make it uh a little bit more controversial <laughs> for us but yeah i remember that goal i think the puck hopped over the the d-man stick for for belfast and then just kind of got lucky on a shot but that game really had it all because i think sescon had a had a fight um yeah, you know Nickerson. seven goals total yeah um so that was a fun game and too it gave us confidence that you know we can compete with the big boys um and if we come to play day in and day out um you know we could we could beat anybody yeah yeah and like you say it did it kind of it kind of set us on the way for the season um and obviously that season was you know the first time that we as mark would say we went to the dance 
Um, you know, we qualify for the playoff weekend in Nottingham. But obviously, we obviously we, I'm good, very good friends with Cam um, since he's been at the Stars, and we had him on the show, and he he spoke about the atmosphere of the basically this, the quarterfinals um, against Glasgow and first leg in Dundee. You know, you've played in in front of big crowds, um, ECHL. You know, decent decent crowds come there. NCAA. You know, all the students go out and support the team and stuff. So, w- just what was it like for yourself at that DIA? Because up until recently, you know, the Sheffield, the most recent Sheffield playoff game, atmosphere was was unreal. But the only thing close to that was that game against Glasgow, and it'd been a long time since we'd seen it. Um, you know, we've been going since 2001. So what was it like for you um, as a player? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, um, just getting to the rank, you could tell it was uh, obviously a little bit uh, different of, of an atmosphere already. And then stepping out for, for warm-ups and then for the first period, you could just, uh, the crowd was loud. Um, and it was just an awesome game and just super happy, too, that that we could uh, get that first leg under our belt and come out with, with the lead against a very good Glasgow team. Uh, but the fans, you know, all year, I thought they were awesome. You know, they always came uh, to support us and were, were super loud, had all their uh, their chance for, for the players that, that, that would score that game. But uh, it, it definitely was electric. I mean, it's it's if you can't get up for, for a game like that, especially with with all the fans behind you, I think you got something wrong with you. Um, so, yeah, I think. Definitely, we were uh, a little nervous going into it, but once you get that first shift under your belt and just know the crowd's behind you, it makes a world of a difference. Um, you know, it's like having really six guys instead of five out there at all times, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a crucial, obviously, first game, and uh, glad we, we got to uh, to take that one and then, obviously, the next one in Glasgow. But can't say enough for the fans. Even in Glasgow, they were, they were super loud and, um, you know, supported us all through. And yeah. just unfortunately, we uh, came up a little short against Cardiff. But uh, the fans all year, like I said, I, I can't speak enough to that. They yeah. were they were amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, the the second game against Glasgow, in Glasgow, Vinny, there, there was a bit of controversy because was that not the night that Glasgow requested that Joe's glove got measured? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was I was actually thinking about that the other day for some reason. Um, but I don't know. I, I think um, I forget the uh the coach's name for for glasgow but uh i think maybe just we had a lot of momentum on our side at that point and it seems yeah. like it seemed like to me anyways that we were kind of doing everything right and uh stifling their um you know their their main point guys and they couldn't really do much so i don't know if that was more of a hey let's try and change the tide here yeah. change the momentum and kind of slow yeah. the game down yeah. um so if that was it smart play but uh you know we came in super confident, especially after taking game one. Um, so yeah. I don't really think there was anything they could have really done to to beat no, us yeah. uh, that night. Um, so it was uh, strange for sure, yeah. but uh, can't blame them for trying, I guess. Yeah, no, it was it, it was Ryan Infinity, and there is a, yes. there's a running joke in the Elite League the, of Finnery's, Finnery's excuse book. Um, every time there was a loss, there was an excuse, there was a reason, um, and I think this was like the epitome of it of the excuse <laughs> yeah. that his goalie, his glove was too big. Um, yeah, so he might have had to go through the pages on the excuse book then to find that one. But like I said, I mean, can't blame him for trying. Um, you know, he, uh, I, I always liked Finnerty, he was always super nice to me. 
Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, especially when things aren't going your That's way. Sad. And I guess he got yeah. to, he really turned the pages in his book for that one. But, uh, you know, yeah. like I said, I don't think anything was really stopping us from winning uh, that game yeah. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, you know, we, we did go down um, there at Nottingham for the weekend. We, we did go 2 0 up um, against Cardiff, two assists for yourself. Um, and ultimately, we lost the game 4 2. Obviously, the fourth one being an empty netter. Now, for me, I still put the blame on the officials in that game. There were some very questionable calls, some very questionable non-calls, and even the guys that were doing the on the, the radio commentating for BBC were saying how shit the non-calls were. Um, now, again, this isn't a dig at our friends in Stripes, because we're all Team Stripes yep. on this podcast. However, yeah, exactly. there was a lot of dodgy, dodgy calls that day. Um, but in all seriousness, no, for, for you, you know, was it just it was it was too much come the end like that second, third period, was it too much? Had we put too much into it, or was it just Cardiff were that strong that they just kinda took over? Yeah, I think uh more so is Cardiff was such a good team. Um, you know, going up two nothing and then um even Cardiff making it 2-1, I think it was like in the middle of uh, the second period. It takes a little bit of the wind out of your sails to an extent. But yeah. I think if you asked anyone, um, fans included, for, for Dundee, if, if we could be up 2-1 going into the third period um, against Cardiff, I think we're all going to take that. Oh, yeah. um, and then, you know, that second goal that they scored, uh, you know, Joe was our, our rock all year. And I think even if you asked him, he says he doesn't even know how that one went in it kind of just went through them it was a lucky break i think for cardiff and they i don't know what they did just kind of during the game but uh something changed because we really didn't have much room for anything um especially after we scored that second goal so i don't know what they what they kind of changed up but they uh took a lot of time and space away from us and we really couldn't do much uh at all but just a testament to how good of a team you know cardiff was um that year and uh it was it was definitely tough, especially kind of in the back of my head, knowing that, um, you know, could be my, my last time skating um, competitively. Yeah. But uh, I think all the guys tried, gave it 110%. And uh, unfortunately, we just came yeah. up a little short. But that's just uh, hockey sometimes. Yeah. Um, and Cardiff have been there before. Vinny. They're an experienced team. They've won many championships. They've They've been at the final four on numerous occasions. They've won probably the majority of them when when they've been there. For me, yeah, there was dodgy calls. I just think, in the end, I think their experience told. I think, as you say, they knew they knew how to close the game out. You know, once they got back to two one, then it went to two two, and I think from there, unfortunately for us, it was there was only going to be one winner. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and and. Again, it's for me. It's just experience. That's it. Yeah, I think that's a, a huge part. I don't think Cardiff really ever panicked that game, um, especially us going up two nothing. You know, they still were calm, cool, and collected on the bench and and on the ice. And um, you know, the refs. It is what it is. I think you you go into those games hoping for for a perfect game, but 
Um, it's rarely, even in the NHL, whatever league, it's rarely that a perfect game is ever called. And you just got to play through, even if you think a call is questionable or there should have been a penalty here, there should have been a penalty there. I'm sure the Cardiff fans and the players would say the same thing that, you know, maybe we should add more penalties called against us or, or whatever. But yeah, I think, you know, you're spot on. They, uh, been there before they knew not to panic they knew just to continue to play their game and they just kind of wore us down and um came out on top at the end and you say that obviously that you you felt it could be your last time skating professionally um and and it was and you made the decision to retire um i still don't think it was ever announced that you'd retired um so (laughs) a view from section c exclusive here vinnie scarcella has retired um, he's yeah. made the announcement now. Um, well, has he? yeah. he's, he's, well, he's never said he's retired yet. And, and as yeah. you know, Mark is back in Dundee. Yes, yes. Well, hey, I mean, if they, if you guys need a player for two weeks, you know, give me a call. Maybe I can scoot up uh, to Dundee and get a few games under my belt again. But uh, you know, what what was it? What was the the deciding factor in retiring? Was it just now's the right time? I, I get the job, and and you know we. We always discuss it with with players. You know, hockey really is a short career. Um, was that the time just right that an opportunity came up, or had you already been thinking about it? I was, to be honest, already thinking about it. Um, where I was uh, working in the summers, this financial firm, the one of the presidents kind of came to me and didn't say this should be my last year, but he said he doesn't know if uh, the job would be available if I was going to continue to to play. And I understand that. You know, they're always looking yeah. for for um for people here uh where i work and um i just also too knew that sooner or later needed to uh get into the real world and and kind of get a big boy job um and i i do love it here where i'm where i'm working um so it was it was a tough decision but i knew it needed to be done i didn't want to you know play till i was 40 or whatever it may be i knew you know i had maybe one or two years left after uh, Dundee if I was going to continue yeah. to play. Um, but like I said, I just knew I needed to get into uh, the, the real world at, at some point. And um, no regrets still. Um, very happy where I'm at and still playing a little bit of, uh, of hockey uh, on the side. But um, it was definitely a tough decision, especially, you know, I personally myself had, I thought, a, a good year at Dundee and, um, you know, kind of, sucks to uh to go out like that but um especially losing to cardiff yeah. in a heartbreaking fashion in the playoffs but um just knew i needed to to uh to start a big boy job and get into the real world and um unfortunately had to uh had to step away from hockey yeah yeah well you know senior you did hear on here that he said he might be available for two weeks so we'll get in <laughs> touch with uh ehl rumors on twitter We'll start that. Yes, that get it going. Scarcella back to Dundee. Yeah. He's coming back for two weeks, and it's just just so happens that the two weeks will be the final four again. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Redemption. Perfect timing. It's weird how that works. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Vinny, from from yourself, obviously, from us, Stars fans were very appreciative of the work ethic that you put in. In that, it was only one year. Um, but it was a hell of a year. Um, it was a great team to watch. You know the the yellow line of Farina Switzer and <laughs> and Lee Tamar, absolutely tremendous. Um, yourself, Joey Sides, Kale Tanaka. We even brought in little Scrappy doing Tommaso Traversa at one point, and then he went again. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun season. Um, and Stars fans 
you know, I don't think there was a bad word ever said about yourself um, from from any Stars fans. Um, you know how opinionated Elite League fans can be about players. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not publicly they didn't say anything bad about me, but maybe uh, in the house internally if I didn't have a good game, which, uh, you know, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah, um, it wasn't very often you didn't have a good game, though. Um, there was, uh, seven, what was it, 72 points in 52 games in that season. Um, your next closest person to you was Kevin Broyston with 54. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, the fans loved you. Um, and, you know, we would have took you back in a heartbeat had you decided to stay on for, for that other year. But from yourself, a final message for Stars fans. And you know what? We'll even throw it in there for the Ultronum Manchester Storm fans as well. <laughs> if, you, if you maybe want to say a wee thing for them. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, for, the, for the Dundee fans uh, especially, I mean, um, you were saying, you know, we uh, we had a special team, but it's uh, it's kind of easier to be special when you know you have the uh, the town support and all the fans coming in, uh, game in, game out, going crazy, supporting all the players, and just kind of accepting us with with open arms and um, making the the DIA one of uh, my favorite places to uh, to play, and just especially to travel support was unbelievable. I don't think there was one game where there wasn't, you know, 20, 30 crazy Dundee fans going nuts for us uh, at the away games. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, to, to all the Dundee fans, I, I really, really appreciate you guys, you know, um, taking time out of your day to uh, to come to, to, to support us um, and especially spend, in my opinion, probably a lot of money to, uh, to, to support us as well. So it, it means a lot to us. Um, you know, I know during the season, you don't really hear us uh, maybe talk too much about the fans, but we knew in the locker room that, you know, um, we had a, a very, very special fan base and we're super lucky yeah. to uh, to be able to call DIA um, home home base, uh, especially just with, with all the fan support. Yeah. And there Manchester, great fans as well. <laughs> just quickly, just quickly. We'll get away, yeah. They're we'll great as well. They supported us well. Yeah, so we can, <laughs> what we can do now, because we can now we can open the the podcast slightly wider now, because Vinny has said good words about Manchester, so we'll tag Manchester in. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And, and I'll be like, they'll be waiting on the big bit about Manchester, and we've just got our extra views for absolutely nothing. So yeah, um, that's all. Extra views though, you can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, again, Vinny, thank you very much for your time. Um, we, we know that you're currently on your lunch break, um, so we yeah. do appreciate you taking time out of your day um, to reminisce about some old times um, and what, as I say, what was a really fun season. Um, Stars fans are absolutely... We always ask them, you know, who do you want to hear from? And the amount of people that still say, yeah. Vinny, you know, we, we'd, oh, we'd love <laughs> to hear from Vinny. We'd love to see Vinny back and... You know, like well, you know, that was a it's a few years ago now. Um Vinny yeah. won't be back, but we will get him on the podcast eventually. Um so no, we appreciate you taking the time out um for coming on and speaking to us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Whenever uh, you know, you guys have a lull and uh some people being uh that you can't interview or whatever, I'm I'm always uh pretty much always available. So whenever you guys wanna catch up, you know, years down the road, whatever that may be, I still uh keep tabs on on the elite league and on Dundee especially. So uh, hopefully this year, you know, they, I'm sure Mark's going to put a, a very, very strong team together and uh, hopefully you guys can get back to Nottingham and uh, Corey Conacher also says, hi, I was texting with him uh, right before this. So he says, hi, hi to you guys. So 
Um, he's uh, he's planning his planning journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Next special yeah. guest. The next special yeah, exactly, guest. Right? Vinnie Sarcella <laughs> Part 2 with Corey yes. Monica. Yes. 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 That's hey, yeah. something to think about, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love Happy it. Happy days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but again, thank you very much for your time, Vinny. Senior, that's it for us for this week. Um, we will be yeah. back next week with, with another special guest. Um, again, we're not going to reveal who it is. We might put out some clues on, on Twitter and, and Facebook and on social media, but that that is us for this week. So That's perfect. Thanks so, yes again, guys, for having me. Vinny. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much, Vinny. All right. Appreciate you on your lunch. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem at all. Take care, fellas. Okay. Thank you. Um, and okay, thanks, thanks again, everyone. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Don't you know I'm made up?